our one-year-old golden lab female only comes or listens to our commands when we have a treat and right. she knows that high food drive. Yes. So what you're, what you're doing is you, you never applied a punisher to the dog for non-compliance of a known command. That's why your dog is doing it. Your dog only works for pay. That is how we train obedience, which you have done already. It's not a fluke that your dog comes to you for food. You've done lots of repetitions and your dog comes. So what you do is put a leash on the dog, prong collar on the dog, leash on the dog, remote collar on the dog. You would say no, correct the dog for non-compliance of a known command, guide the dog into you. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. <laughs> Good. Uh, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. This is the lovely Joelle. And this is another episode of the What Would Jeff Do show. We did a special edition on Monday. On Monday, with the, 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 the day before the launching of the resource guarding video that we just put up on our online academy. Thank you so much for the huge response. And I'm just excited that we'll be able to help so many people. Um, I do a few, three or four consults a day, one-on-one online consults with people around the world. And there's always an element of resource guarding involved in there. And um, this resource guarding video, which also teaches leadership skills, is going to be able to help so many people out. So I'm sure at some point you all will put the link a couple of times to the resource guarding, but also we've got this great course called Green to Graduate, which people are really, really enjoying. Um, and then the next one we're going to be doing, we've got three more queued up that we'll be working on and then a long format um, leash reactivity. So leash reactivity is in the works, but that's going to take at least another month to six weeks, if not more to put together. Anyway, this is a Q&A show. You ask your questions, you get an answer. If you're brand new to my world, welcome. Thank you so much. You'll know and you'll notice that I talk a lot about corrections and punishment. Um, the reason is because just about every single person asks me how to stop an unwanted behavior. And the only way you can stop an unwanted behavior um, uh, uh, is um, with the uh, delivery of a punisher. Now, punishment has gotten a bad rap. People think punishment means abuse, and they're not even close. You're not mad. You're not angry. It's one to three seconds of discomfort or something that's intolerable to the dog. Preceded with a, a marker, which is a marker is a word historically. It could also be a clicker for yes, or it could be the word yes, or for no, and then the punisher. It's actually, that's how you actually train a dog to not do stuff. I mean, it's well-documented and well-practiced, and I'm just the one that talks about it the most for some reason. Nobody wants to talk about it. Meanwhile, every dog owner is struggling with it. Like, nobody got rid of their dog because it wouldn't do a downstay. You know what? My dog just doesn't, when it recalls, it doesn't front. I think I'm going to put it down. Like, who says that? Said no dog owner, you know? Um, but, you know, nipping, biting, barking, you know, uh, resource guarding, um, just everything. So we help people get rid of bad behaviors and get rid of them fast. And just because you eliminate a behavior fast, that doesn't mean it's going to come back. That doesn't mean you did it wrong. But why would I drag you on for six freaking months when I get rid of something in one second? Like there are trainers out there. I know of a trainer that has published books that has a 27-step protocol to eliminate resource guarding. Really? We have one step. 
and it takes a second to do and it works. It doesn't manage it. It eliminates it. Eliminates it. Anyway, you'll type in your question and um, Joel will read it and I will answer it. And we can go through as many questions as possible. This is a free show. We do have something called the Zoom Room and um, join our Patreon channel. You can do that. Also on our online academy, we're going to be doing Q&A on the online academy. We're going to be doing live training on the online academy. We're going to be doing case studies where Joel and I go into people's homes and literally show them how to set up their home properly, be proactive, and then eliminate their bad behaviors. That'll be happening in Providence and in Florida. Um, uh, Florida in about six weeks. We'll be down on the west coast of Florida in the Sarasota Bradenton area, and we'll be able to help people down there. Anyway, let's jump right to the questions. Okay. <clears throat> Sid, hi, J&J. Got a new client who just bought a seven-week-old Great Dane. She'll be here for daycare, and the owner wants training. My thoughts were to start with her at 14 weeks. What's your opinion? Um, well, the owner got the dog too young, but what's done is done. I wouldn't start the dog at seven weeks. I would start the dog the second you no, get- No, he said 14 weeks. For daycare and training. Oh, that's when it's going to go to daycare and training. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, go, they can go there young, go there 12 weeks old. But I would give instructions to the owner saying, like, they should be training the dog every day. Remember, every interaction or non-interaction you have with that dog is training. It's training. So it will affect the dog's future life. You're raising a dog, not a puppy. So there should be massive amounts of structure no free roaming, put everything on a schedule, lots of repetition, lots of drills, all all reinforced with food. Um, the only thing we usually stop on young puppies is puppy biting, which we can get rid of in one day, jumping up on people, whining, barking, crying, and destruction. Other than that, obedience, it's all reward-based. Next. Kathy B said, hey, everyone. Hey, Kathy. Kathy B, it is always a pleasure to hear from you. Thank you so much for being uh, such a big participant in the Patreon family. Devin, why can allowing the dog on the furniture cause issues? Um, it can or it can't. I'm not against dogs on the furniture. I'm not against sleeping with dogs. I need more context and more of the story. You know, the big issue is if your love and affection is, say, here and your structure and leadership and consequences for unwanted behavior and proactive training is here, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. So ironically, I'll tell you why. I just did a consult that ended 15 minutes before this show. And you know what their big issue was? When the dog is on the couch and they pet their dog, the dog bites them. Now, did the dog on the couch bake them, bite them? No. They have a lot of work ahead of them. But I'm just saying, you know, I don't have a problem with your dog on the couch if you invite it. I'm not a big fan of, though, of humans sitting down on the couch and the dog just jumping up, thinking that it's equal to humans. Does that mean it's equal to humans because it's on the couch? Maybe, maybe not, but invitation only. And also, these are my rules for couch being on, on the couch. You invite it up, and when you say to get off of it, the dog gets off immediately with no back talk. Next. Um... Devin also said, what does proper management look like? Proper management? I don't know your lifestyle. What does proper management for you and your family look like? I don't know. I don't know you and your family, your bank account, work, your vehicle. So proper management is how do you run your household with your dog? Is literally your life chaos. So can you predict your day and your dog's behavior in almost every situation? Do you know where your dog is? 
So man, like a lot of people do ask that. It's like, can you explain how to, how I should structure my dog's life? I think I do it any way you want to, but just have structure, just have structure. So, um, but proper management, I think it goes along with obedience training, exercise, food, you know, feeding of the dog, training of the dog, doing activities with the dog, you know, where the dog sleeps, you know, how the dog lives in the household, how the dog, you know, lives outside the household, you know, everything. Next. Uh, Sherry White said, hey, guys. Hey, Sherry. Also have a question. When we train, we train the two dogs at the same time in a big space. Okay. Is that a question? I don't know where the rest is. Oh, so, you know, what we do is say your question. Oh, is hold on. Sorry, wasn't done. The dogs pop off and was wondering if we have to say each dog's name each time or if it's too much distraction at this time. Or if we should not train them together in the same room. I see you guys training together in the same room. Yeah, but those are dogs that already have gone through our basic obedience on them on their own. And we're dog trainers and that's all we do all day long is train dogs. So what I would do is train them independently first, then train them separately, and then use each other, each dog as a distraction. And if you want to do name recognition training, all your commands should be preceded with their name. Next. Jessica, hi, it's me. Einstein is doing great. We have tremendous focus in the crate while waiting for a break. He looks him right in the eyes with his steely husky gaze waiting to eat. He does the same thing, stares at me waiting for eat. How do I get that amount of focus on everything? Is there a trick? Do you have getting focused training videos? No. Any tips from you guys? I will use, you know, that. No, Thanks. no, none at all. Why? I don't give a shit that your dog looks at you before it eats. I know that's not, that's cold, uncaring, and snarky. I don't care. All I want the dog, it's permission-based. If the dog wants to just, all I care about is the dog has impulse control. So, but here's the funny part. The more obedience we do, the more demanding we are of the dog, organically, the dogs look at us more. They look to us for guidance, but I do not train focus. Sometimes many dogs just do it. Sometimes dogs just avert their eyes. You know, bad hair day. I'm not looking at that fucking head of hair, you know? So I, I think that that the reason why the dog is looking at you, because that's the one thing you've concentrated on the most of. But to me, I could care less. But there are absolutely, absolutely training videos out there that can help you get focus for everything. This is not what we do. Next. Laura said, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, how are you? Um, Mike Gelman. Ooh, got the brother on here. Hey, Uncle Mike. Look forward to hearing about your new courses in the online academy. So go to academy.solidcaninetraining.com. And that's um, what we've we've got started. And eventually there'll be dozens and eventually hundreds there. 20 years of experience, 10,000 dogs, all compiled into helpful videos. And yes, people will be paying for them. Um, but it's a game changer. Every one of these videos will be cheaper than a one-hour consult with me so far. Next. Uh, Ninja Hound. Hi, Jeff. I have a friend who wants to stop a male puppy from biting their sleeves but not use tools. Bonking amps them up. Tips. Well, well, bonking is a tool. So why does your friend – so what I would like you to do is I want your, your friend to go on to audible.com and look up a book on how to manifest – anything you want in life and listen to that book. And I want your friend to manifest the dog, not biting the sleeves. 
okay? And let's see how that goes. The dog, this, 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 this person should not own a Malinois. Stopping a Malinois from biting is like the skill set. That's like saying, I have a baby, but I don't know how to change a diaper. You better learn really quick. That's going to be the least of their problems. They have a Malinois puppy and it's biting them. They don't want to use tools. Fine, don't use tools. Use discomfort. Okay? Use discomfort. Pinch the dog's ears if you want. Okay? Give the dog a foot tap if you want. So this owner should not own a Malinois. They're going to get a huge wake-up call. So they're living in a land of fairy dust. And let's see how long it takes reality to set in. Hopefully nobody will be harmed until that happens. So what's my advice to that owner? Find a new home for that dog. Next. Lindy, our one-year-old golden lab female only comes or listens to our commands when we have a treat and right. she knows it. Hi, food drive. Yes. So what you're what you're doing is you you never applied a punisher to the dog for non-compliance of a known command. That's why your dog is doing it. Your dog only works for pay. That is how we train obedience, which you have done already. It's not a fluke that your dog comes to you for food. You've done lots of repetitions and your dog comes. So what you do is put a leash on the dog, prong collar on the dog, leash on the dog, remote collar on the dog. You would say no, correct the dog for non-compliance of a known command, guide the dog into you. So I just did a post today. Um, it is from the show. It's three posts, three posts back on Facebook and on Instagram, literally how we train. Also our course on green to graduate, which is on our online Academy takes you through a totally untrained dog to an off leash trained dog. It starts out with a reward based program to train. And then to, then you go to correction based for non-compliance and for proofing. Okay. Next. Um, Ninja Hound said, and hi, Joelle. Hello. Yes, don't forget about Joelle at all, please. Her night will be ruined. Christy, I have a four-year-old Rottweiler that gets super excited when he sees other dogs on walks. Mm -hmm. Automatically, people think he's aggressive. Yep. I've been using the e-collar when this happens. Am I doing the right thing where it is excitement? So, yes, but your timing is probably off. This is the thing about happy-go-lucky, friendly, but excited, aroused dogs. The training is the same if the dog was excited to bite a dog. Excited to say hello and excited to bite. The training actually is the same. It really is. Why? You said it yourself. Everybody thinks the dog's aggressive. I frankly don't want to be walking by with my dog or greeted by a out-of-control Rottweiler. I'm going to assume it's not friendly, even if you tell me it's friendly. I've heard that many times before a dog has gone after me. So do you know that video, that viral video that's been shared over 1 million times where I'm abusing dogs because there's a black dog sitting next to me and a white dog sitting in front of me and I throw a bonker at them and they're lovingly looking at their owners and everybody thinks I'm just randomly hitting a dog. The problem is those are clips from our videos that are 20 minutes long and they're one second clips. What you're missing is the white dog going after dogs and pulling its owner down and the black dog seeing a bicycle and biting its owner. That's what you're not seeing. So what do you do? 
take your dog, put it in a sit next to you, have other dogs walk in front of you. As soon as that dog starts to load, load. It's the very first stages. No, that's when I bark. So it looks like the dog's doing nothing. The problem is people don't read narratives, nor do they care. So, but I'm telling you because you do care because you're on the show. So you need to apply your punisher before the dog is ramped up or all you're doing is you're adding fuel to the fire. So it's the, it's the first sign of excitement is when you say your no and you correct and you correct high. So you squash the behavior instead of nagging. Next. Uh, Larry, I had a dog which would remove the collar from any other dog. I never was able to change this behavior. So, well, I guess the dog's dead, so it doesn't really matter now. Um, but what you could have done is, you know, it's a skilled dog. It's like, what do they do? Unbuckle it and do all this? I know they use their teeth, um, which is actually scary because what could happen is the dog's lower jaw can get caught or jaw can get caught in the um, collar and you can end up with a dog fight. And usually the dog that's wearing the collar ends up dead because they actually choke. They actually lose all their oxygen. Um, I know of many occasions where that's happened. Um, so what you do is, what you would do is you would make it hot for the dog to do that. So as soon as that dog's mouth went on a collar, we personally would use it first. We would mark it with no and then use a remote collar, but we want to use a dog that understood the remote collar first before we use the remote collar in that particular situation. Or we would take a stockyard uh, whip. Um, you can get them in any um, tack shop out there and the dog would get a double tap on the ass for doing that. It's like, yep, Jeff just said, whip your dog. Context, everybody. Next. Tracy, hello. My female Dane is five and my male is two. She wants to beat him up all the time. Why is that? Because they're dogs. That's the answer. Because they're dogs. That's what dogs do. You know what? I've got two sons and all they do is wrestle. Why? That's what, that's what kids do. That's what kids do. They're dogs. Now, the bigger question is, is it mutual? Meaning, do they go back and forth? Or does one dog appear and look and act like it's being picked on? Because that's going to come back at you. Also, can you stop it instantly? That's the big one. So we have a video on the out command. The out command means to stop what you're doing and to disengage. We have many videos of dogs literally playing tug with each other, also wrestling with each other. We say out, they immediately drop the tug, they walk away, and they immediately, if they're wrestling, stop and they move away. In fact, we just put up a video maybe about eight posts back from a client who dogs used to fight she releases the dogs. They both go over to the food bowl. These were fighting dogs in her house. She did all the work herself. I never even spoke to her. She watched our free content. She says, out, both dogs move away from the food bowl. It's the same It's the same type of training. Next. But the why is because they're dogs. Next. Ben, hi, Jeff. I rescued a 10-month-old golden retriever two days. And on his first day with me, he pissed on my curtain. So I put an e-collar on him and corrected him. Hi. On the e-collar, the rescue center said, don't use an e-collar. I said, well, fuck that. Was that the end? Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Don't use an e-collar. Okay. 
then you can take the dog, you can take the curtain pissing dog back. All right. And I want my money back. Like, like, what would you like to do? Okay. Okay. Rescue center. I want you to tell me step by step by step, how to eliminate this behavior. And I want it to work. Tell me. And they'll say, hire a positive reinforcement trainer. Say, no, 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 no. You didn't answer my question. Stop avoiding my, my questions. You're telling me not to do something. I'm asking you to tell me how to do something. If you cannot tell me how to do it in a way that is effective and it works and will not destroy my curtains and you guarantee that you will buy, replace my curtains until it's fixed, then mind your own fucking business. Okay? Unless you want that dog to go back to a fucking cement cage. Next. Sid said, thank you. She thinks she'll take it home at nine weeks, then send it here daily five times a week. Did tell her that info you shared also. Awesome. Great. By the way, I'm passionate as fuck. I'm never mad. Next. Lindy said, we hand feed with training at meals. So you can do that, but you can stop. So we use we 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 use food to train. So we, we are using our hand to train during training, but I think during mealtime to sit there and to hand feed your dog, personally, I think it's a waste of time. I think it's a waste of time. If you're gonna hand feed your dog, you might as well train it while you're doing it. Okay. By the way, we are on YouTube, we are on um, Facebook. We also are on 20 different podcast platforms for all the folks that are listening to us on a podcast. Thank you so much. And for all the people that are listening to us on Spotify, thank you so much as well. We love Spotify. Love them, love them, love them. Next. Um, holding on dog training. Hey, guys, no questions today yet. Just sending love. Nice. Actually, I sent an email to Dr. McCullough and Dr. Malone, and I offered to uh, train their dogs for free if they had dogs. Lunelli, my Aussie needs to constantly be corrected over and over with an e-collar for getting up and not wanting to just lay there. I don't want to have to keep putting him away, but it gets annoying. Right. Okay. So this is the thing. You're underwhelming your dog. Number one, again, I want you to watch the video and, and read the narrative of the description of the video that I put up today. It's literally the exact same thing, okay? Bottom line is this. This is how we train dogs, in obedience. So the curtain thing was not obedience. That was eliminating a bad behavior. This is how we train obedience. We use a reward-based system. So obviously, we would teach your dog how to do a downstay with a reward. We would then start adding distractions. And we would, we would guide your dog back for breaking command because we're still at the learning phase of like, basic obedience. Then when the dog was proficient in the command, it absolutely positively knows down. You've done a couple hundred reps. Then what we do is when the dog breaks command, we would say no calmly. You don't yell at your dog. No is just a marker. We would apply a correction. What tools would we use? We would do a leash pop with a prong collar or a remote collar stem, not earth shattering, but enough for that dog to go, holy shit, that sucked. Now, and then you would guide the dog back. You have to teach the dog what to do after you correct it. The last thing I want anybody to be doing is just cranking on their dog, expecting it to miraculously just go back into a down. Eventually, if your end game is actually your dog actually flies back to a down. So 
Then what I want you to do is start adding more and more distractions. You're proofing your dog. It looks like you're teasing your dog, but you're actually proofing your dog. And then I want you to correct your dog for, for breaking command. Now the incentive for breaking for not breaking command is you're avoiding discomfort. Nobody wants to have that conversation. Why doesn't anybody want to have that conversation? The, the prevention of discomfort is a powerful, powerful motivator. Why? Food fails. And we train with food but food will fail. Why? Because the dog's getting up for something better. That is why. So what do you do? You leverage discomfort. Don't train with pain. Bullshit. Context, please. Context. Next. Um, Amir, hi, Jeff. What is your opinion about anti-pulling harness? I walk my dog on a prong, but a lot of people said that the anti-pulling harness helped them. Good for them. Good for them. That's wonderful. Really. Now, I don't like harnesses at all other than for weight pulling, tracking, scent work, and bite work. But an anti-pulling harness was designed because the dog doesn't ruin its trachea. But has it ever crossed anybody's mind that you can just train the dog to not pull? So... Most anti-pulling harnesses do not lead to off-leash healing, okay? So prong collar, that could easily lead to off-leash healing. Absolutely. But even if you don't want to do off-leash healing, I prefer a tool where I can control the dog's head better. Next. Jojo, may I please ask, would it be possible to have an Academy video with tips and suggestions on how to regain our own confidence after losing it after a dog attack, big time struggle for me lately. That would take us, that will not probably come out in 2022. No. The reason is, is because there's more important things for us to do right now. This is the thing is you can do a private consult, which will be cheaper than a video with me. And we can, I can walk you through it. I can walk you through it. What, what happened? The dog was attacked. Mm -hmm. Okay. His, his, he was walking his dog in an off-leash dog, probably attacked. Sounds like it, yeah. Okay. Or he was attacked by a dog. By okay. A dog. So what you need to do is, Learn how to use your feet, okay? Any dog, you neutralize the threat. And any, any dog approaching you, you neutralize the threat any way you possibly can, okay? If that includes bear spray, a hiking stick, your foot, whatever it takes. And if you're walking your dog, you better go hardcore, hardcore. Be ready to protect your safety, your dog's safety and your safety. It sucks being attacked by a dog. It sucks having your dog attacked by a dog. It does ruin your confidence, but you can get it back. How do you get it back? By being prepared. That's how you get it back. And then being successful. Next. Jessica, thanks on the focus thing. I appreciate it and wasn't at all offended, LOL. Oh, I didn't think you'd be offended at all. Did I say I hope you're not offended? I think you said that. Oh, okay. I was just joking. I actually don't care if you're offended or not. Love you. Bye. Bob, what would cause a normally calm dog to start lashing out and randomly start fighting with other dogs? Mm, mm. So could be a couple of things. It could be age. The dog could be at the cusp of adulthood. It also could be um, the dog was quote unquote picked on. And all of a sudden one day it's like, fuck this shit. I'm going after you. It could slowly creep up on you and you missed a bunch of signs. And finally one day it just manifested into an explosion. So the bigger thing is... How do you stop it? So this is this is the thing. Who's this? Um, Bob. So Bob. Cool thing about your name, Bob, is I can spell it backwards or forwards and I'll never get it wrong. Okay. This is the cool thing, Bob. 
is that a lot of folks want to know the why. And I get it. I get it. And is there any value at ever knowing the why? On some things there might be. On some things there might be. But this is the thing. You ask five dog trainers, yes, five dog trainers why, you're going to get five answers. But there's only one truth. And the one truth is the advice and methodology that stops the behavior. Now, are there different methodologies to do it? Absolutely. But all that really, really matters is that your dog doesn't do it anymore. That's all we really care about. So with a lot of people, you'll spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars finding out the why, which, by the way, it's actually a good book from Simon Sinek, you know, frankly. Um, but what you can do, though, when it comes to dog stuff, what we really want to know is how to stop it. That's what we really want to know. Next. Mm, Gloria, my dog won't stop barking and crying at night in her crate. Okay. So that's a very common issue that I think almost all dogs at some point of their lives are, are, are affected by. The way that we eliminate that, 10,000 dogs, 20 years, board and train, always have anywhere from 10 to 30 dogs in our kennel, and there you can hear a pin drop. In fact, we have interns drop pins in the middle of the night, and if anybody upstairs can hear it, and it's like, oops. Couldn't hear the pins dropping? Shit, dogs were making noise. So what you do is you have a remote collar on the dog. Have a If you only have one dog, you'll know who's barking. For us, we have to have a remote collar and a camera. Um, what you'll do is they say don't wear remote collars overnight. It's like, well, 24 hours a day you shouldn't. But overnight with a barking dog, a whining dog, you have to. And then what do you do? Just correct your dog. You might want to have a camera on the dog anyway so you can start seeing what the dog is doing. Because sometimes if you're underwhelming the dog, you can agitate the dog and you can make it a little bit worse in the moment, but you have to work your way through it. There's an art to doing it if your dog doesn't immediately shut up. You can also have a bark collar on the dog. The problem with bark collars is it doesn't pick up whining. That's why I like the remote collar. But also, how old is the dog? You can't really correct the puppy. With a puppy, you would use a bonker. So you say you've got a 10, 12, 14 week old dog. That's normal. Um, a lot of people will say, well, maybe that's for the bathroom. Okay, fine. I'm assuming, though, the dog has already been potty properly, but don't make an assumption. So what you want to do is if the dog has been pottied already and it definitely doesn't have to go out, most dogs whine and cry until they're told not to whine and cry. That's where your job comes in. Next. Krista said, thank you. You're welcome. I, Willie, hey, I have a nine-year-old GSC and a nine-month-old GSC. I've had nine-month-old crated x-pen place bed and house but trying to let more freedom mm -hmm. but constantly bugs the older dog and the older dog corrects the puppy good any advice for more freedom without too much correction from the older dog so this is the thing i like how your older dog is correcting the puppy and it sounds like it's being fair but it sounds like your older dog is actually underwhelming the puppy or the puppy is just a hard-headed dog and your older dog's little nips and growls don't mean shit to your to your to your younger dog. That's where the human has to step in. The human has to step in with a no and then a correction for being a pest that is valuable to the dog. Next. Jaden, dog is peeing in the kennel when not home. Okay. So what you want to do is monitor the dog's water and have a very structured potty time. Okay. Potty. So what you're going to do is Put your dog on a schedule and make sure it's well-pottied and then 
it doesn't need water as much as you think it does. So yes, your dog needs daily water, but it doesn't need to have access to water at all times. It doesn't have to have water right before it goes in the kennel. It doesn't have to have water an hour before it goes in the kennel. Obviously, though, if you're running your dog and then you let your dog drink, which you should, and then you put it in the kennel and go to work, well, the water's got to come out at some point, right? So what we do is this, is your kennel too big? Like a lot of a lot of kennels are too big. Kennels should be big enough for the dog to lie down on all fours. They don't necessarily have to stand up. What you would also do is make sure your dog your kennel is small enough. Also, what you can do is make sure if you want to make shrink the height of it so the dog can't stand up. What you would also do is on one corner of it, you can put a little stone or a brick on one corner. If the dog stands up, the the kennel gets all wobbly and then that usually makes dogs lie back down so they have no opportunity to pee next helen hi two questions where should a prong collar sit on the dog's neck i've heard both high on the neck and loose and low on the neck is there a trick to the snap with the leash i end up pulling second question let me answer the first one first okay up high on the neck and snug how snug not overly snug, but just snug enough that when you pop, it's not a pull, it's a pop, okay? That's how it's supposed to be used. It's a martingale-style collar that is supposed to compress and then release. When people are really, really good at the pop this way, they forget to release. Therefore, the collar is engaged. Loose and low? No. no. Okay. There was a girl I went to high school with. We used to call her Loose and Low, and you don't want to know how she got her nickname. Next. It's disgusting. Hey, I didn't Second call her question. that. The dog has major separation anxiety. I can't crate him because he'd escaped each time and ripped up the liner, so I feel he'll hurt himself. Today, Absolutely. he saw me outside, and I didn't have a collar on him, so my fault there, but he ripped up the window shade. Yep. Okay. So we get many dogs that are crate breakers, many dogs. This is the cool thing about us on our boarding train. This is what's great about a boarding train facility like ours. We work with the same dogs that you own. We work with the same dogs that you own. We see the same stuff that you have. Yep. So we get these dogs with these problems and probably 10 times worse, but we absolutely get crate breakers. We get dogs that piss in the crates. We get dogs that bark in the crate. We get dogs that whine in the crate. We get dogs that destroy things. We get dogs that, um, actually, we do get dogs that piss on the curtains because there's a, there's two curtains right next to the piss pole, and they do piss on those. So we get those dogs too. So we get all those dogs. And the great thing is, we know how to stop the behavior. So that's the awesome part about all this stuff. We just don't make the stuff up. The advice that we give you is the stuff that works. So remote collar on the dog. Get a crate. Zip tie all loose ends. The dog destroys the liner. Take the liner out. Take it out. They also make metal liners. You have to buy them aftermarkets. But actually make a metal liner. Why? Old crates used to come with metal liners. Before they had injection molding um, plastic. Yeah. Yeah, like a sheet pan. You can also actually get a sheet pan. Just get a big sheet pan if you want to, or the size, sheet pan the size. But you can actually take the take the liner out and just put a blanket down there. Dog will probably rip up the blanket. So you gotta watch, you gotta watch out. So then what you're gonna do is put a camera on the dog and you sit and you wait. And you correct anything but lying down quietly in the crate. If paused at the crate, correct. Mouse at the crate, correct. Okay. Next. Um, 
Um, Devin, a boarding client's dog keeps trying to kill her other dog. I said we need to correct it, but she said the dog takes that personal. It's also autistic. How should I approach this stupidity? You don't. It's called a non-client. Or board the dog or just board the dog, but don't give out training advice. So anybody, anybody, any owner that calls your dog autistic and takes something personally would be a non-client for me. Why? Because they don't have a fucking clue what's going on in reality. That's why. And I only work with people that actually can comprehend the actual real training. And I'm not owner shaming here. But why would I waste my time talking to somebody who thinks their dog is autistic? Okay? Is there a way to diagnose that? Probably probably not. Now, do dogs have brain injuries? Absolutely. Are there dogs that are not on the normal learning curve? Absolutely. Do we get dogs that every day is Groundhog Day? Absolutely. But autistic? Really? What's next? Their dog has Down syndrome? I'm not dissing at special needs children at all, so don't fucking throw that shit at me. But I'm just like, that's the kind of conversation we're having here. It's stupidity. Next. Um, Jojo said, okay, thank you. Attacked by three off-leash dogs at once. Yes. So that, that, that's when you need a handgun. Scary. What? Jeff says to shoot dogs? Yeah. Did you guys hear about the dog walker who got her face ripped off? Shit, I meant to Google that. Okay. I haven't Googled it yet. Did you hear about that? You guys know that, uh, that, that you guys that know that when that people will go for walks with their dogs and they get killed on the walk by off-leash dogs? You know this, right? You know that people get attacked by um, off-leash dogs a lot. You know that, correct? People end up in the hospital. People die. People are killed by dogs. So everybody needs to know how to be a defensive dog owner. Okay? And protect their dogs and protect themselves from off-leash dogs. And if there's going to be a dog that's going to be harmed, it's not going to be my dog. If it's between me and the dog, it's the dog that's getting hurt, not me. I think everybody needs to see a true dog fight, not dogs fighting for money like in a fighting ring, but literally a pack of dogs attacking a dog. Or one dog going after a dog. Or one dog attacking a human. I don't think people understand how powerful these animals are. Okay? You can have the sweetest, cuddliest little terrier. It will destroy a rodent. Destroy it. You can have a lot, okay? Great Pyrenees with no training whatsoever. They're genetically designed to kill. They can, they can easily kill coyotes. That's what they do for a living, literally. Literally, and they do make $15 an hour for that minimum wage. Okay, so no complaints. Next, Tim, what would your approach be for a very fearful dog that climbs the lead if it doesn't get what it wants? He doesn't bite, just climbs the lead and fights like crazy. Corrections make it worse. Okay, you're underwhelming your dog. So let's take the fearful part out. Yeah, I hate that behavior. Okay, let's take the fearful part out. Let's address the actual behavior. So let's not call it a fearful dog. Let's call, let's just say, 
the dog climbs the leash, meaning it bites up. If people don't know what that means, it's not like, like, you know, like repelling, you know, your forward repelling. They like, put those two freaking paws <laughs> and then you're like in a standoff. Yep. It's like, it's, oh it's my a God. It's such a pattern behavior. It's like, <gasps> boom, 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 boom. It's an objection. The dog is objecting to usually forward motion. So what do you do? If you correct the dog, your correction is not my correction. Chances are you're correcting the dog and you're making it worse. You're amping the dog up and it's turned into a big game for your dog. Now, this is how you stop a behavior like that. Okay, dog, I'm going to deliver some discomfort to you. And you are going to let me know what the amount of discomfort is before you stop that bad behavior. And then I will know what level to use on the remote collar. You proceed it with no, and then you start out high and you make it suck to do that. We have been brainwashed as a society on a lot of things with dogs. You should reward your dog for everything and you can fully train your dog with rewards. You should distract and redirect your dog for a behavior like that which by the way, trains the behavior. And you should never use a punisher or correction or discomfort because you'll ruin the dog, ruin the relationship. You know what? Frankly, if my dog was climbing the leash and I couldn't stop it, I call that a toxic she relationship and not fun for me to walk my dog. Okay. So what you can do is a couple of things. You can also put a dominant dog collar on your dog with a short leash the dog goes to climb the leash. You grab the other collar. You pull up on the collar. The dog starts, yeah, losing its oxygen. Oh, my God. Jeff says to choke a dog. Context. There's a video out there of, 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 of uh, uh, it says that when a dog doesn't do a downstay, Jeff chokes the dog out. Probably because I answered a question like this. And then I answered a question earlier about making it down. Yeah, your Wes is snoring. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, what the hell is that? It's ghosts. God, it's like grunting coming from behind ghosts. my couch. You know what Angela said last night? No, I don't even want to know. If it's about ghosts, I don't want to know. Just don't even say it, please. Spare me. He comes to my room. Don't say it. He goes, Papa. I heard footsteps outside my window. <laughs> At least it's outside. Yep. And uh, I said, I asked him, I said, do you want me to send one of the dogs out? He goes, no, that's okay. Is it okay? Uh, Ahu said, kennel daycare worker with over seven years of experience. How do I get into dog training? Well, the cool thing is, is you probably have some good skills already. You probably actually know animal behavior pretty well. You probably do. This is what I would do. I don't want to know the facility you are at, but I would go to the owner of the facility and say, hey, can I start training some of these dogs? And then find owners that bring their dog there and ask them, hey, would you like your dog to get a little bit of training? And just start training dogs there. Yeah. That's what I would do. Because you already, you already got a great focus group, right? You already got a great group. Or what you can do is intern with a dog trainer whose methodology you like, and everyone should learn how to both do reward-based training and correction-based training so you've got a good balance. Okay? Um, I'm sure you can read dogs pretty well. I'm sure you know how to break up a dog fight. I'm pretty sure you know the science before a dog fight. I'm sure you can eliminate 
your basic behaviors, unless the place is a total fucking shit show, right? Um, uh, um, you can start training dogs for free, okay? Working with rescues that are looking for training, that, that if you want to use tools, that they agree with tools. There's a lot of things. I, I offer a mentorship program. Go to our Patreon channel, Patreon, patreon.com slash solid canine training. It's a great place to ask questions. It's great to, I've got a member mentorship program. People join that. They get weekly. I just did one today with with one of my um, uh, trainers that I mentor. And it's a one hour um, video chat. That's part of it. Next. Um, David Smith. Hey guys. Hi David. Hey David. How are you buddy? Uh, Tecolota. I learned mixed martial arts. That gave me confidence. Yes. Back to get over dog phobia. I eliminated food aggression on a dog after that and got bit, but I made it. Yeah. So the good thing about that is, you know, being able to do a rear naked choke, which I don't like to do on a dog. I'd rather use tools, but that's an effective way to neutralize a dog. But I don't like to do that myself. And I wouldn't teach an owner how to do that because it's a good way also to get bit. But it's fucking effective as hell on a dog. They're out in 15 seconds or less. Boom. Next. David Smith, we have underground sprinklers out here. We know what those are, David. We have them out here too. Okay, really, you do? It's an Arizona thing. <laughs> it's, only, it's only sprinklers. it's only in Arizona. That's it. That's <laughs> After it. Years of ignoring that. We all we also have we also have you know our election system here has got no controversy. <laughs> what is wrong with you tonight? Next. After years of ignoring them, Rocky suddenly decided it was fun to write to run to each of them and bite them off. I'll fix it, but it surprised me for this to pop up. Things just can, David, things can manifest. When you're on keto long yeah. enough, a lot of, your dog behaves really strangely. Next. David said, love you guys. I guess I should just set him up. Yes, Next. absolutely. What you do is turn on the sprinklers, let your dog go, and then your dog thinks it's a game. So the reason why your dog is doing it is because it's a fun game. So make it an unfun game. Next. Um, Drazzy Ant Girl, hey guys, I got one for you today. Working on my dog, obsessively going after stones on the training field. She goes after them since sometimes they go flying as you walk by, correcting with prong to get her focus back at me. Any other strategies? Remote collar would be good. Yeah. yeah definitely. Equal. Next. Emerson, hi Jeff and Joel. 10 week old pup that for the most part listens when to sit down on command, but there are times he moves extra slow to follow the command. 10 weeks old? Yeah. I find myself telling him more than once to sit. Already, oh wait, this is a different person. Just kidding. Who's this person obsessed this question? Emerson. Emerson. Emerson, Emerson, Emerson. It's a 10-week-old puppy. 10 weeks old. They don't old. know shit. They don't know shit. That's like saying to a one-month-old child, change your own fucking diaper. Or stop using a dump diaper, fucking take a shit in the toilet. Enjoy having a puppy. Okay? So what you're going to be doing is this. Use the dog's daily food. Do tons of reps. No distractions around. You and the dog become one. And Ooh. you're just doing lots and lots of reps. Boom, 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 boom. You don't care about duration. Keep distractions either non-existing or to a minimum. And you're just turning it into fun, rewarding stuff. Lots and lots and lots of reps. Next. Jaden, already limiting water, kennel is small enough, let out in the morning each day, but then pees while gone. Dog is intact. Pug seems to be from separation anxiety. What was the first part of it? Peeing in the kennel. 
there's so many reasons why the dog could do it. And trust me, we have had dogs. We have had dogs that four times a day, these dogs piss in their kennels. God, we just had one. This is what we people got to check for UCI. This is this is what people don't understand. Like, we're a dog training facility. You bring your dog in for say four weeks, okay? We're spending an hour a day just on your dog bathing it. Yeah. Not once, but four times. So it's like um, we could be training right now. Not just training you, but training other dogs. So we get that too. What we find is the more training we do, the more structure we do, monitoring water, monitoring potty breaks. Another thing is some dogs, when they go out to go to the bathroom, they do a squirt. And you're like, oh, my dog went to the bathroom. I'm like, squirt? No. That ain't pissing outside. I need you to empty your bladder. Next. Um, let's see. Helen said, hello. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, Jim, hi, Jeff. Can a dog that is prong collar trained be weekend off of it, say, a slip lead? If you want to. Yeah, we get dogs off leash trained. Like We get dogs that are naked if you want to. But the thing is, the way I look at it is this. If the leash has to be attached to something, why not something that's highly effective that communicates really well to the dog? That's just the way I look at it. But if you want to train your dog on a slip lead, we train dogs on slip leads, but we don't but we don't have owners do it because owners need as much help as possible. That doesn't mean owners are not competent. It means they need as much help as possible at the beginning until they start getting the hang of it. Next. Kristen, hi from Alaska. Thanks for telling it like it is. You're welcome. Jojo. I, I had a good time in Alaska. Yeah. That's where I was interviewed. That's why I was introduced to Sue V. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not a Vietnamese woman either. At the, you know, it's a Sue V cooking. I had a really nice time there. That was a good trip. We saw so many moose. Remember that mom moose and the baby? Yes. I was like 10 feet from them. And you Everyone's like, you're going to get attacked. I'm like, <laughs> oh, look at the moose. You'd be the one on the video and the news and the video. Someone was behind she you. She let me get really close. Someone was behind you probably videotaping you just to see the fucking moose attack you. It was right in our host's driveway. I just like, yeah, that's right. like what the hell? <laughs> moose. Some people go down, go down and get their morning paper. You go down there and get the moose. Next. I'm not gonna like not film that. Yeah, so cool. Um, Jojo, I've never experienced anything like it. Put me off my career of training. Thanks, guys. Which part? Getting attacked. By yeah, dog. yep, it happens. It happens. We, I would say, every time, not this time of year, but in the spring and the summer, when the staff takes dogs to the oh east side, God. the east side of Providence, which is the only reason why we go to the east side of Providence because there's tons of people walking the dogs. They probably kick a dog every day. They don't just go. They don't randomly walk up to your dog and kick it, but someone's got an off-leash dog and they're charged. charging at us across a field. And the area that they're charging us as, so there's an intersection, okay? There's an intersection. And this, 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 the V represents grass. And on the opposite side, the outside of the grass are streets. And there are dogs here that do not have off-leash recall. And they're literally charging. Their owners let them just run. They're literally charging our dogs that are on leash. I'm like, you can't even call your dog back in this situation. Like, what's happening when your dog goes into the street? So anyway, so we're staff is booting dogs, and they're getting yelled at. And sometimes they'll just put their foot out, and they get screamed at. Joelle's been threatened with her life before. Mm. Yeah. Next. Um. 
Sabrina, I'm blown away by the 11-year-old girl and her husky. She has total recall. Awesome. There, I was going to videotape Angelo today. So I did a bunch of online. Um, the couch that I'm sitting on right now, I set up a little pillow thing in the corner and I lean back and I do a lot of my online consults. Um, and Angelo was outside playing in the snow with Wes, Tex, and Girl. And I was like, fuck, I would love to just videotape just how he interacts with these dogs. And like, I heard him say, come on, guys. They all come running to him on the deck. And he opens up the door, kennel up. And they all go into their kennels. And then he like takes a little break, a little snack break. And even though he could have left him outside, and he's like, I'm like, Angelo, could you go back outside and you know, play with the dogs some more. He goes, sure. Calls the dogs. They all come to him, opens the door, doesn't let him rush out the door, lets him back outside. And just watching the, how the dogs interact with him without knocking him over, by giving him space, by always like, where's Ange? Where's Ange? We want to interact with Ange. And all he was doing was like, and he, it's so funny because you'd think that he'd have to always be like, the dogs would be pestering him or he'd have to be like always micromanaging them. He's literally doing his own things, and the dogs are just about. Mm-hmm. But he can, boom, get them to all come to him instantly. Mm-hmm. It's a really beautiful sight. Next. Crystal, haha, our seven-pound toothless Yorkie has had some <laughs> breathing issues. Took her to the specialist thinking she was dying. Fast forward <laughs> to pulling in the driveway. Let her out of the car, and the next thing I know, she chased down a chipmunk and literally shook it to death. <laughs> yep. At age 13, she is still fierce and deadly to chipmunks. Yep. What kind Damn. of what, what breed is that? A Yorkie. And that's a Yorkie. That's a Yorkie. And she's toothless. Okay. No two 13-year-old fucking Yorkie killing wild game. Yeah. Think about that, guys. Think about that. Next. I have such a bad list tonight. I'm not used to this retainer yet. You just got a new retainer today? This is my permanent retainer. You're off the Invisaligns now? Look at that smile. Show your smile to everybody. Isn't that a beautiful smile? Beautiful smile. <laughs> Next. Uh, Ed said hello, guys. Hey, Ed. Sabrina said, we have a house with a ghost. Yeah. We, I don't do ghosts. There's, there's ghosts in this house. No. At work, we have a lot of ghosts. Angelo talks to them all the time. You hear Angelo, you hear, you hear Angelo talking? You're like, Jeff, what the fuck is Angelo doing? Who is he talking to? I'm like, he's talking to his friends. What friends? I'm like, his ghost friends. It's not okay. Said, what should you do? Be rude to them? My seven-month-old female puppy is humping my leg. Why is that? Because you haven't stopped it. Who's that? Who is that to answer that question? Lorraine. Lorraine. First of all, stop having such sexy fucking legs. Okay. Number one, I saw a picture of your legs and I wanted to hump them too. This is the issue. It doesn't make a difference why the dog is doing it. The reason why the dog is doing it, I'll tell you why. You haven't stopped it yet. That's literally the reason why. It's like, no, the dog is trying to dominate you. The dog is trying to do this. The dog is trying to do that. It's like, okay, fine. Okay, whatever. Okay, whatever. Great. Now what do I do? Like, you don't need to know the why. You need to know how to stop. So how do you stop that? No bonk. Do you know what a bonker is? It's a rolled up cotton towel. I've got videos on that. They're free. And you bonk the dog. Use a remote collar. Make it suck for the dog to hump. Also, you can use have somebody else 
use a, um, a stock yard whip with a double tap to the ass. Next. Riley, do you train dogs outside in the snow with e-collar? I need to add in better distractions. Yeah. Like the mini educator. It says waterproof. Just wanted to see if you use it in the snow. Yeah, you can use it. Yeah, waterproof means you can go in. My dog swims with it. You swim it. The only thing I tell people is to rinse it off when you're actually in like actual Just make water. sure those little rubber things are in. Closed in the back. Yeah, the charging port. Yep. But those are good down to 30 meters. David said it rains in Providence, not here. Yeah, but you still we still do underground irrigation. So um, we still have something called sprinkler systems. <laughs> we do. We actually do. Oh, they're such a pain, though. You know what else we have out here? Always breaking. We actually it. have roofs on our houses here. And you know what else we oh have? We have indoor plumbing and indoor electricity. Go figure. Next. Riley also... A few months back, you mentioned a bungee-type collar to get an ideal fit for e-collars. Yes. Do you still recommend that? And if so, where should I purchase? So, yes, we recommend it. And you can get them on probably Amazon or Google bungee collars, bungee e-collars. called the bungee buckle. Bungee buckle collar. E-collar technology, e-collar.com has them as well. Devin said, let's hear a political rant, Jeff. Hashtag, let's go, Brandon. So I, I can't do a political rant. I'm not allowed to do any politics. I can't mix politics. All I can say Hold is. Hold on. You know, we have a store right in Massachusetts, right across the border called Let's Go, Brandon. So he has 10 stores right now. He's, he's I need to go there. He founded the store. The only thing I will say is this. Since we are on Spotify, and there's a lot of controversy with Spotify right now. Not with Spotify, with Joe Rogan. The only thing I will say is this, and I never have talked about this before at all, but I'm going to start, I'm doing a new podcast eventually that's going to be talking about stuff like this. He, anybody that thinks Dr. McCall and Dr. Malone are spreading misinformation have no idea who these medical doctors are. They're two of the biggest professionals in the world. Have you ever listened to them talk? Have you seen the interviews? Have you read about their credentials? Do you actually know who these people are? Do you know how qualified they are? Who do you take your information from? Fauci? The CDC? CNN. Really? That's credible? Fauci is credible? The CDC is credible? No. Oh, boy. There's a lot of misinformation out there, and it's, it's, it's time that people need to wake up. Wake up. Okay. The news media is not a reliable source. Not anymore. Fake news. Okay. <laughs> Has anybody ever listened to Joe's show? His four-hour show. Like right after that, there was like, and he had a controversial show with Jordan Peterson. You know in what? a tuxedo. <laughs> you know, listen, guess what I listened to this morning from. He was wearing a tuxedo. So this morning from 1230 a.m. to 430 a.m. Because I'm up at 12.30. I'm up usually a little bit after midnight, mm -hmm. and I start my day, and then the gym doesn't open until 5. So I listen to the Jordan Peterson podcast again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like listening to this show, and I'm like, this is the most inquisitive, awesome conversation I've heard in a long time. The problem is people don't know how to fucking think. No. Everybody, lives in this, everybody lives in a soundbite world. Everybody lives in a soundbite world. Mm. So nobody's ever listened no to long format. Research. Nobody's ever listened to long format interviews no. at all. And for all these people that are jumping off Spotify, and also let, let's let's get another thing really clear: Spotify did not kick off any artist. No, 
He gave an ultimatum. Okay, the artists gave ultimatums, and Spotify just said, okay, fine. That's it. Next. Um, uh, Natalie, I'm going to guess that the pup thinks it's fun, the humping. Yes. Of course. Of course it is. Every time my dick gets hard, it's fun. Ninja Hound, I have a two-year-old lab that downs slow. She's healthy, but it drives me nuts because she won't down a bit quicker without food. So, okay. this is That's great. Here we go. I'm glad you said with food. So when you present food, the dog downs quicker. Therefore, we know when the motivation is there, the dog is capable of doing the command quicker. There are absolutely some dogs out there that are just slow downers. They might have, you know, they might have a little bit of a back injury or back pain, hip pain. They're older. But if your dog is flying to a down with food and a lazy fuck without food, now it's time to start correcting. And the concept is called beat the correction, meaning the faster you down, the less chance of getting a correction you are. It works fantastic. Next. Cindy, what prong collar would you recommend for a 15-week, 15-pound Labradoodle? Um, at that age, just use a basic slip lead if you want to, but you do a 225 millimeter. Next. David Smith said, client is a retired couple, no other dogs or kids. What's a good distraction for place duration besides me running around like an idiot? Um, you sending me a video of you running around like an idiot. Um, anything with wheels. No, or the owners just being like, oh. Yeah. Tell the owners to get down on their hands and knees and make kissy noises. Use the dog's name. Call the dog's name. Oh, my God. That's teasing. It's like, Open no, it's door. not. Open the door. Close the door. Want shake, to go for walkies? Sh shake, the, shake, the, the shake the treat bag. Um, dance around to the best. Do, do, make a bunch of TikTok videos, David. Make a bunch of TikTok videos with that dog holding a down stay. Post them on your TikTok account. TikTok account. You, know, you can monetize TikTok now. Next. Yep. Ninja Hound, also thank you for answering the question about the male. I worry when it'll get big, it'll cause issues. Big. Little males, they cause damage. Mm -hmm. Them sharp little fucking teeth, they cause a lot of damage. Next. Uh, Patrick Tanner, hey, love you guys. Hope you're staying warm. Hi, Patrick. Hey, we are. We got a nice fire going. Hope your puppy's good. Angela, everything okay? Yes. Are you hungry? Oh, no. I, I just thought that I was going oh, to come to say bye to everybody. Oh, come on and say goodbye. Uh, oh, come I'm going to make him dinner. Actually, you have to take a shower first, and I'll make you dinner. I was telling Joe all about the crunching outside your bedroom. Uh, 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 last night, she freaked out. It's probably an animal. Let somebody try to break in here. We got plenty of weapons. <laughs> and dogs. Angela, so say goodbye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right, guys. Love you madly. Take care. Bye-bye. <coughs>